What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Another Hood podcast. I'm Jonathan Hood with my crazy cousin, Wiley. Wiley, as always, I appreciate you joining me here on this Bears Monday. Thanks for having me, Cuzzo. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget, everybody, to subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com. Look for J Hood Radio on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. And where you never miss an episode, we always have pop-up episodes of something regarding sports and Chicago sports in particular. Don't forget the podcast as well, wherever you get your podcast. Look for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. If you look for Under the Hood, it'll be some like mechanic um, you know, podcast from people from the South. You don't want that uh, unless you just want your car worked on. No, mine is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. You can be able to subscribe, Spotify, wherever you get your uh, podcast. Check it out, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. And we've got merchandise as well. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a link tree that's on the bottom. Link tree slash J Hood Radio. And on that link tree, it's everything. My Cap and J Hood morning show podcast I do with David Kaplan every morning on the ESPN Chicago app and all the stuff that I've done. But also we've got merchandise. Uh, you you have some of that merchandise, don't you, Cuzzo, right there? I, I do. Oh, it's always there. Yes. Fresh. Fresh. That's, that's good, man. That, yeah, restaurant man. quality. Restaurant it, it, quality. <laughs> it is restaurant quality. It's good that uh, Wally was able to get that off of the female that was wearing it a couple of nights ago. So he can not look for us on YouTube. So I appreciate you getting, getting the T-shirt off of old girl. And again, we'll just refer to it as old girl because I don't know what it could be. I don't know. Um, but thank you so much for getting it so you can model the under the hood. We got it in different colors as well. And also, it's not just T-shirts. We've got hoodies. Really great hoodies, by the way. Everyone wants the North Carolina blue under the hood uh, podcast uh, hoodie. We've got uh, glasses as well. And uh, we've got tumblers, everything else. Under the hood with Jonathan Hood available now. Go to my link tree. And it's going to be in the link of this bio as well. Get your under the hood merchandise and tell people your favorite podcast, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Simple as that, right, cuz? Absolutely. And it feels good, right, when you put it on. Because you just it tell, does. People, tell it people does. about it. I mean, I know you don't wear it often because she wears it. Um, but uh, <laughs> so you, but I, I think you remember at one point in time it actually felt good to put a under the hood with Jonathan Hood podcast t-shirt. What I love about it is that it's the it's a quality shirt. If if you if you had a a shitty t-shirt, yes, you know, you wash it once, it's trash. Yes. You know, like you, you're using it to clean your car after that. This is a shirt you can run through the washer many, many times, mm-hmm. put it back on, still looks like new, or she can put it back on and she, it still, yes. <laughs> she it still looks like new. There it is. So just, just like new, the under the hood, there you go. Glass and tumblers and everything else is available. The link tree is going by on the bottom of our YouTube feed. Check it out. Link tree, J Hood Radio. We got a lot to talk about, Cuzzo, because... I thought that the next time that we talked, the Bears would be one and one, that they could be able to at least uh, have one win out of two, and that's not the case. They're 0-2. And, and there's a lot of things on my mind. You know, I must be a masochist because I went back and watched the offense. And by the way, we want to let you know that Rocky also is a third member of our show. Rocky the dog is there with uh, with uh, Cuzzo, Wiley, and, and yours truly. So he's he'll give his uh, comments later. But um, I went back and watched um, just the offense. Brother, let me tell you, there's a lot wrong with the Bears. And I know people just want to just say it's on Justin or it's on Kevin Warren or it's on, you know, Luke Getze or it's on. Let me tell you something. What I saw watching the second time, 
was Justin Fields having a hard time getting the ball down the field, not recognizing, but also just looking around at open receivers that are open their arms. Like DJ Moore at one point opened his arms like, dude, I'm, I'm open and I've been open. Give me the ball, right? But the other thing right. too is that, you know, also some route running was a problem as well. We saw this against the Packers, but we saw this against Tampa as well. What I call synchronized swimming where you have DJ Moore and you've got Cole Komet on the right side running the same route, stopping at the same spot, yeah. and being able to turn. So, okay, so where – now, Justin's throwing to that side. He doesn't. He tried to, to get it in there to Komet. Komet turned slow. Same thing with, with DJ Moore. It was an incompletion. So the issue for me is, is that it's not just Wiley, just, you know, Justin Fields not getting the ball down the field or, or Luke Getzey. It's also just the design. Guys that are playing like they don't know where to go on the field. That also can be able to clog up an offense as well. So here's – I agree with you. So the, the problem was – well, the problem is is that you, you, have a, you have a quarterback who, for whatever reason, um, to your point where you got DJ Moore, like, hey – I'm wide open. Yeah. Get me the ball. And he's back there in the pocket, scanning the field. There are like three receivers open, but he's frozen like Mitch McConnell, and he takes a sack. And I'm like, how is that possible? Just let the ball go. Just mm-hmm. rip it. Let it go. Like, you have the talent. Clearly, DJ Moore is probably going to catch the ball. Let it go, but he's just he sits there and he's frozen. He takes a sack, and then you see the replay, and you're like, that can't be possible. Like, you can't have that little confidence where you see you make the right read, you see the players are open, but you're still afraid to pull the trigger. It's tough. Like, like he has to he has to figure figure out a way to, you know get some confidence or, you know, like that, that fog that he's having, whatever that is that makes him not want to throw the ball. He has to shake that because it's going to kill his career. You know, like I've been, I've been hard on fields for two years, mm-hmm. right? but he has the talent. Like, the, like the talent is unquestionable. Like he he's unquestionably to me, the most talented quarterback we've seen in the Bears uniform, but whatever's like I said last week, something's up here. It's stopping him from realizing his potential. Well, here's, as, here's as a passer. Okay, so Kozo, here's here's the issue, and I and, and look, they're not going to be Kansas City. They no. may be Denver because that's not. There's a disconnect there between the coach and the quarterback, Russell Wilson, right there. Russell Wilson's throwing a football more like Ciara than Russell Wilson lately. Um, but I I think that what has to happen now, you know, go through the Kansas City game, take your lumps. But you have to be able to cater to the strengths of Justin Fields. And what is that? All we've seen him to be able to do is he's got a big arm because we yes. saw a nice pass to uh, several nice passes to DJ Moore, a touchdown pass to Cole Komet, and he runs with the football. Okay, yes. so he has a big arm and can run. All right, fine. You At this point in time, you have to cater to his strengths. You cannot make him a pocket passer. I know that that's best for him to be able to be more fluid with it, to be able to be – uh, a quarterback that can do multiple things, but that's not who he is. Even at this point in time, 
He's not a pocket passer. What I'm seeing right now is exactly what we saw in the first part of the season, uh, last season, before the Washington game in which he just stayed in the pocket and got pounded. There might be some PTSD from getting his ass kicked by this offensive line, you know, and, and by the defense that's coming at him. But if you're Luke Getze, it's like, okay, well, here's what we're going to have to do. If he wants to run with the football, let him run. I mean, Ryan Clark said as much on ESPN. He said the best thing that, that Justin does is he has a big arm and he can run. So to, for the Bears to only have 67 yards rushing where Fields had four carries for three yards, give credit to Tampa's defense, and that line was formidable. But at some point, Justin has to be able to roll out because if he can't roll to the left and roll to the right and throw down the field, if he's not going to run, then what does he do best as a quarterback? So I don't know the answers to that because here's what – I think he can run on every play. So I guess the question is – is he not running now because he wants to prove to himself and to the rest of the world, like, hey, I can, I can be, I can run, but I'm also a quality pocket passer. And or is it the Bears saying, hey, we want you to stay in a pocket because they want to figure out, okay, are we going to be in the market next draft or quarterback? And if we are. We would prefer to lose more games, you know, so we don't want to bring out the playbook, the Lamar Jackson playbook that we had last year, where we allowed there were like 15 design runs every game, and yeah, he was just breaking records all around. We would prefer to lose games instead of winning. So stay in the pocket pass, and if you can't figure it out, then next year we'll bring someone else in who may be a better pocket passer. And it looks like that maybe it look, look, looks like there may be a combination of, of the two because he's a prideful guy. Like he, he really believes in himself. And he made like, hey, I can I can be I can be this pocket passer. So I'm sure you enjoy, I'm sure you enjoy the uh uh-huh. the build, the dog. And oh no, I love Rocky. Right. So he's the third person on this that, broadcast. That entire uh yeah, that's always <laughs> That's always a lot of fun. But I, I don't know which one it is because we did. We saw him last year be able to be a dynamic run. He could break out, you know, for 150, 200 yards a game without a problem. And now you have a guy who is just struggling to, you know, just c- complete any passes more than five yards down the field. Like, if you ask him to throw a screen, he has that. You ask him to do anything beyond that there's a struggle. He hesitates. Like I said earlier, he's frozen like Mitch McConnell. Like, oh, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. They're right there. No. All right. It's too late. Took a sack. And he's like, he's, he's a smart kid. So like if, if he was one of those guys, you're like, okay, you know, he's a, he's a, a few cans short of a six pack. You're like, okay, all right. You're asking him to do too much, Yeah. but he's a really, really intelligent kid. So to be able to say, Hey, can you do you see the receivers or do we know if and I know this sounds crazy at this point do we know if there's like some vision issues you know like he needs an upgraded contacts or something because like we're seeing he's seeing the guys like yeah. watching his heads he's reading the defenses correctly but 
pulling the trigger is, is the issue. It's like with Sam Darnold, he's seeing ghosts, right? And so, but yeah. you can understand because he's been pounded because of an inept offensive line. And look, there's a lot to to unpack when it comes to the Bears, but as like, see, what you're pretty much saying is, what if they just kept them as a pocket passer? Well, first of all, if you kept them as a pocket passer, you're going to get killed and get injured again, like you did last year. Right. That's definitely going to happen. But it's just like, you know, this team cannot afford to tank again. They might lose just because they're just not good enough. But that was a tanking season last year. That was yes. by design to get the number one pick. Yes. You can't afford to do that again. Now, listen, this ball club could be bad or Carolina could be bad enough to for the Bears to get the first and maybe the second pick in the draft. Hey, So you want your quarterback and you want your wide receiver. You would have you a full pat. You can get both. You can get a stack of, of Caleb Williams, Drake May, and and uh and Marvin Harrison Jr. Sure. You know, I, I'll take that. You know, I would prefer I prefer if Fields, you know, figures it out. So you can maybe you'll have Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh and Bowers or something like that. I'll I'll take that. But well, yes, but the thing is who's gonna coach him? Like all these things are are spinning, right? I just know that Kevin Warren, I can share this on the on, on my platform. Kevin Warren the the head of the Chicago Bears is highly pissed, uh, especially after the Packer game because he understands yes. the importance of it. Even though he just got here, he understands it. Um, that was not pretty on the plane coming home, is that what I was told? Um, coming home from Tampa to Chicago, um, because here's a guy here that wants to win. This narrative that the Bears don't want to win or the Bears are cheap at a salary cap uh, NFL uh, is nonsense. It, no, they do want it. It's, it is so much different up there now. And if you don't, you should believe me because I've been up there. And the field and the hallways and then that, oh, it's different. Oh, it's it's a lot different. With Kevin Warren walking around and polls, it's a lot different there. Um, there was a time where you could look at the Bears and say they were just about the bottom line. No, these guys want to be able to win because they want to be able to make change. I mean, George McCaskey's opened the door for that change, and so it's happening. I just, I just look at this whole thing, cause Owen, I just know that this is a transition time for the Bears. It was last year. All I was looking for is something different, though. All I was looking for is, okay, Justin Fields getting some better. Yes. Not Mahomes level, cause that's not going to happen. But to be able to get, you know, to a certain level, where it's like, okay, he's confident at the position. But I just look at this game Absolutely. yesterday with Fields and again six sacks, some on him, some on the offensive line. Either way, it just did not work. And just how the routes were not run crisp and how DJ Moore and Cole Komet led uh, the team in receiving. I'm just kind of just like not understanding why the Bears only ran for 67 yards. And on top of that, don't get me started on this defense, too. They're dropped like flies. Hey, you're in Tampa. It's hot. I know that, look, when I'm in hot weather, I want to drink, too. I, I want to get toasty, too. I've seen you. Yeah. You want to get you want to get a little – but you know what? You got to be hydrated. You're a professional the fucking Patron down. Put that down, man. Like, you can't be doing that yes. in Tampa or whatever is going on where people, guys are cramping up and dehydrated. You can't do that, man. You've got to be able to be ready. And so you got guys dropping and just like this whole thing in a winnable ball game, the Bears fell short. And I'm just, it's disappointing because they should have left Tampa at least one and one. Good. Like, to your point about the offensive line, like, I know they're there. You got Tevin Jenkins. He's out. You got Nate Davis dealing with personal issues, death in the family. Yeah. Uh, you got Cody White here. Who's playing out of position. 
probably should be done. He looks done. He should probably shouldn't even be playing. And then you have uh, Lucas Patrick, who absolutely sucks. He shouldn't even be on the, on the roster at all. And then you got a guy who, who went in uh, Braxton Jones, who has still still really a good run blocker, but as a, as a pass blocker, he's he's regressed this year. And and my concern is, and you can ask Cap about this, you can or you can tell Cap blame me for it. Every player, every offensive lineman that Olin Crutes works with, they end up sucking. Like, there's not one guy. There's there's not one guy hood. There's not one guy he's he's worked with that hasn't sucked. Braxton Jones was solid last year. He was a solid rookie. He held up against the run, against the pass. He decides this summer going to work with, work with Roland Cruz. You know, he's going to help me with the bull rush. And he comes back this year, still sucks with the bull rush, but he sucks in other aspects that he was fine with last year. He had Sam Mustafer. Oh, boy. God rest his – I mean, he's not dead, but he looked like he died many times. You got Sam Mustafer dying. What happened there? He looked like he died many many games over his career. Really smart kid, but he couldn't hold up. Every game you're seeing him snap the ball and he's in Fields' lap. Fields has no shot. Uh, Larry Borum, he was another Olin Cruz guy. He sucks. He's there because he's a big body, but he's not good. So I hope, like, whether it's Kevin Warren or Ryan Poles, somebody goes down and says, hey, you know what? Olin was a great bear. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he did a lot of great stuff for us. He even hit Fred Mitchell in the head with a weight. But <laughs> you guys can't work with him. Like, the results aren't showing up. I don't care if he threatens you for your money, whatever he may do. You can't work with that guy. Like that guy isn't getting it done. And I know that's that's Cap's guy. But he but he's like he his record of success with Bears is poor. Like there isn't one guy whose career he's helped. Okay. I mean, he, I'll he I'll check the list. Though. I don't know the full list of who Olin's worked with. I will uh I will ask and I will check off that list. I know it's more than what you mentioned. I will find out. I don't know. I hear these stories and it's just like, it just goes in one ear, not the other. I don't know. Like as far as Olin Kruitz, like, you know, working with guys, not working with guys. I don't know. I just, you know, I, what I care about is this coaching staff working with these guys, yes. these young guys to get better. Cause yes. it's still a, you know, it's undersold, but it's a very young roster still. It's a lot of talent. Yeah. There's a lot of talent. So I just so just your overall thoughts because on the game, Cuzzo, because you know you're staring down the barrel of a zero and three right now because you're going to take on Tampa coming up, and I just to me these were winnable ball games if you have some kind of offensive identity. Like if I asked you what is Bears football, it's hard for you to define anything that's positive. Now again. There was some good things that I saw from DJ Moore and Komet as far as feels connecting on them. Like that first drive. Yeah, first drive because it's just like, oh, okay, this is what it looks like. Confidence in the pocket, rolls to the right, and he gets a touchdown. That was great. The touchdown drive to uh, Claypool, who really needed it, by the way. Unfortunately, Claypool's been a whipping boy way too often this week to the point where uh, Joe Davis and um, Moose Johnson were talking about that. A little bit too much for my taste. Like, okay, the dude didn't block well. 
But I, I but if I'm Claypool, I, I don't think I would just sit and stand in front of the locker rooms like I'm sorry, I didn't do my job. Like it's your fault. Yes. Like it's your fault that the Bears lost to the Packers. Like you might be part of it because you're part of the team, but he wasn't the sole reason. No. I just thought that story was overblown uh, a lot. Of like this wide receiver who never gets the football did not block well. Okay. Well, then why did you sit St. Brown twice? He's been a healthy scratch twice. He's a guy that's the blocking wide receiver. Like, yeah. th- there's no need for scapegoats. When you lose, everybody loses. So, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. This year, like I shared last, like we texted yesterday. It was like, hey, if I can get Justin Fields from the first drive, not driving the first in the first quarter. I mean, the fourth quarter for an entire game, I'm winning. You know, like the Bears, like they don't have any issues. But yesterday, the positives I saw. I saw Fields throw the ball with anticipation. He made the anticipatory. He made those throws that you want to see him make. He was yeah. anticipating receivers getting open, and he threw the ball to the spot they were at. Sometimes they caught the ball. Sometimes they didn't. But it was nice to see him do that. I thought I saw effort from the defense. They were shorthanded. Still can't get to the quarterback, but they didn't quit. They were on the field for almost forty minutes. They gutted it out in 100-degree weather, mm-hmm. so I, I appreciated the effort. I actually thought um, I thought Iberfus probably called the better game, um, even though he was shorthanded, than I've seen Williams call. It wasn't like by – it, was, it wasn't significant, but it, it's like, okay, guys were, for the most part, in the right spot. Secondary, we shared the, shared the text with you. Like, like that's the issue. Like, you have, you have a defense who – I believe they're 20 of 24, well, 20 of 24 on third and fourth downs against the pass. Like they've given up, they've given up a first down 20 or 24 times. Can't get off the field. The whole team is passing. Like that, it's embarrassing. So if you are anything other than like third and short, there's a great chance the team is going to get a first down. Like we were, I was watching the game yesterday. I was like, hey, you know what? All right, it's, it's a third and 13. Shit. That's too far back. They're going to pass the ball. <laughs> it's first down. And it was. It's like yeah. that, that shouldn't be the case. So the defense to me is more of a concern, even with the field struggles. Like you can't have a defense where even with your third and long, you know more likely than not it's going to be a first down. So the effort was there. The execution wasn't there. They're so right. I would like to marry the effort with the execution and see what we get from there. I looked at the schedule right now, even at the, the Chiefs game is you pretty much can, I mean, probably carve in an L for that yeah. game. Yeah. But I'll be honest, Hood, I don't know if the Bears can win a game until November, November 9th. You know, I'm looking at you at home against the Broncos. The Broncos has a, has a solid defense, and who knows what Russell Wilson may or may not be. Right. Can you put up enough offense, you know, to beat that team? I'm not sure. You you play the commanders next. Ron Ron Rivera, say what you want about him. When his job is on the line, he finds a way to get gets his ass into the playoffs. Yeah. Whenever whenever his job is on the line, he's going to make the playoffs. This year, jobs on the line, they're two and up. Then you go. You got the Vikings, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Saints. Those don't. Those I, I don't know if those are, are wins. The Panthers game, yes. It's on a Thursday, short week, but you should beat the Panthers. So, like, 
It's, it's tough. Yeah. Like you look at the schedule. I was seven wins. I'm like seven wins. It's probably the floor. If Fields takes a step, maybe you get to 10 to 11 wins, but seven wins should be the floor. I'm, I'm think, not sure today yeah. if, they, if they're going to win four games. I believe they will, but if you held a gun to my head and said, you know, can you guarantee me four wins this season? I couldn't. Like, that's fucked up. It is. It is. But, I, I mean, because of the audience we have at ESPN Chicago, I can't say right before the season they're going to win seven, seven games and then all of a sudden switch it to three or four. I right. can't do that. Like, right. I, I'll go down with the ship with that seven <laughs> wins. And also that means a non-playoff team. Uh, I would. I thought that was last place until I saw Minnesota play. I'm like, it's gonna be a race to the bottom the way this yeah. is going on right now. Uh, whatever you want to say, the Packers, the Packers, they held in there as good as they could. Um, but you know what happens with the baby oil and the the glitter on Saturday nights in Atlanta? It's just very difficult for you to overcome the next day. It is, <laughs> it's very over, difficult to overcome the, the 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 bar scene, the club scene, uh, the strip club scene. Uh, in in Atlanta, so especially when you're traveling from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, so they were gonna lose that game. So, but I guess when I uh, seriously when I look at this schedule, though, like you know, so I, I look at the first one being at home against Denver, and there's a lot of coin flip games here as well. Where I think the Bears can rally late into the season, but either way, because it was gonna be a losing season for the Bears as far as a non-playoff team. But I just think that these next 15 games will tell a great story about Justin Fields and his offense. Yes. The defense, look, and Gakway is the only real pass rusher on the team, and he missed Baker Mayfield twice. He made that dude, this stopgap quarterback, look all world. It's ridiculous. Yes. I mean, I didn't see him look like that in years. But the Bears defense, when you don't get to him, that's what it looks like. You've got kids in the secondary. You've got, you know, a veteran leadership and at the linebacker position. But it doesn't matter if – the quarterbacks are throwing over the linebackers' heads in these holes all over the deep, all over the defense. So it's just like I, I don't know how that gets better, but I just uh, you know for Justin Fields and for this offense, like if you don't let Justin do what he does best, and that is big take deep shots down the field or run, there is no in between because you yeah. cannot make him a a pocket passer. Just like you cannot make a whole housewife, you know those things. Those right. things, uh, <laughs> you just can't do those things. So I just, I don't know, Cuzzo. You know, you know, like right now, I'm at the, we're getting me and Andrew's getting ready to sit down. You know, we're gonna have a shot for every win the Bears have had over the past twelve games. We're gonna have a shot of whiskey. You know, me and him. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> well, no, because there isn't. There isn't any. Any. They haven't won a game, so there is no shots. <laughs> you know? I guess not. I well, guess, I guess yeah. young Andrew's gonna stay sober then. Right. Yeah. You know, so don't don't tell his mother. You know. <laughs> but yeah. All right. So you know, there's the Bears uh, side of things. You know, there's a very a very unique Sunday, Cuzzo, in which. The Bears lost, as we just talked about, and don't know where the next victory is coming from, losing against Tampa Bay. From there, the Cubs. The, here's a Cubs team here that I thought was a year early, as yeah. I've been talking about. When we do talk Cubs on, on Cap and Jay Hood, you know, I just thought, you know, this team's a year early. Next year, they should be a playoff team. They're slip sliding out of this thing here. They lost against the Arizona. They got some big games coming up against Atlanta and Milwaukee toward the end of the season. So, this team has lived a charmed existence. They have. It's, yes. it's because when you look at this Cubs team, you're like, who's special? And it's kind of like Cody Bellinger's special. And but you get these unsung heroes. That's when you know you had a good team. 
that just around the diamond, somebody's going to come through. Um, their pitching leaves a lot to be desired still, and they're slipping right now because yeah. they lost the series. And and, and you, even with Bellinger being special, he was special. He's returned to form this season, but for the past couple years, you know, he, he was struggling as well. So, yeah, like, unfortunately, you know, I, I am one of the few Chicagoans who who decided, hey, I'll be I'll be a Sox fan. And I'll be a Cubs fan because no oh, Lord. Why why not? Like, yeah. why not? Like there's like losing, you know, losing shouldn't bother me at all. So yeah, like I didn't I also didn't expect, I still don't expect much. But when you see the team your the team get close, you start to get excited. Like, hey, you know, you get a ticket to the dance, as we saw in 05, you get a ticket to the dance, anything can happen. That's true. You know, anything can happen. So you're like, okay, all right. I've seen the best teams in the league lose pretty much every single year. Like the best team in the baseball hasn't won the world series probably in a decade. You know, um, the Dodgers are, I don't count 2020 with the Dodgers, but they're always, you know, you can't, you can't count. There's no fans. You, you can't count a COVID season, you know, okay. unless it's not for the one, then, you know, I would have counted it, but All right. All right. <laughs> well, you, you do. You, I mean, you see the best teams in the league, whether it's the Braves, the, the Dodgers, or even the Astros at one point, even though they won last year, I don't think they were the best, best in the league. And they don't win. So to me, it's like get to the dance and see what happens. You know, see if you can just pull, you know, pull the rabbit out your ass, you know, like whatever, whatever it takes. But to see Chicago, like we need we need a win. Yeah. We need, we need a win. We got we got no wins. Like, uh, like over the weekend. And, and one doesn't look. I don't see one on the horizon. The Bulls aren't going to be really good this year. The Bears are what they are. What Han did with the Sox is criminal. Um, the Cubs, like you said, they're probably a year a year early. Uh, but they can still make the playoffs, because that's the point. Like I thought that they'd be a year early. I said that in June and a little bit in July. But you know, they still have a ch- they they could very well be a playoff team. I just don't know how much noise that they'll make. I just think that with a few tweaks. This team could be back to being yeah. a perennial playoff team, which most a lot of Cub fans want to see. So, uh, the White Sox, by the way, you know, Friday. So, Friday, I did the pre and post. I've been doing a couple of these pre and posts, right? I did it this past Friday. And, you know, in Sox fashion, they lose 10 to 2 twice against the Twins, back to back games. And I'm there Friday and I'm just stewing, right? Not saying anything. They, they go to me, all right, hoodie, here we go, 3, 2, 1. And I just, I just let it loose. Like, you know, you know, people don't know, you know, you're talking to everybody on the ESPN Chicago app, but you're talking to 23 affiliates around the Midwest, right? It's Indianapolis and these, these cities in Chicago and Iowa and all this other uh, Chicago land area in Iowa. And I'm just, you know, I'm just being me, like, because I can't be anybody else. And I just like, there was a third inning that just really pissed me off. It was like, it just trying to remember what happened in that game. It was, um, an error by Tim Anderson, runner at first base, ground ball to second, and uh, the second baseman does not go to second base. He just throws it first. So runner at second base. Then it's a bloop down the left field line where you've got Benintendi with a chance, Anderson with a chance, Makata with a chance, and it just falls in between them. Base hit, you know, and that just extends the lead. And don't forget the grandstand before that, 5 nothing. Good night, everybody. Uh, that's that's what happened with the white side. And I just, I just like – how do you have an error? 
how is it that the second baseman cannot throw, does not see the double play in front of him with one away, right? With one out. And just like, I just exploded. And all of a sudden the phone lines explode and they're like, wow, we never get calls like this. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm just being real. Like, this is not right. I was hoping that right. the, I was hoping the Sox brass heard it. I heard all three people in the bathroom heard it. I thought, I hope that everybody at fireworks night heard what I had to say, because this, you should not lose a hundred games in this city. And, no. and, and I mean, not even on purpose. They just lost a hundred games because they're bad. So I'm just, I'm just done with them. I was very disappointed in what I saw. Uh, Rafal has to get fired, right? Like it has to be one of those. It has to be one of those. Well, we planned on keeping him around. Yeah, but you know, there's a end of season assessment that that happened, and we decided to bring in an upgrade, someone who's not from the Royals or any other shitty organization in uh in baseball. You know, I, like that has to happen. You you can't bring this guy back and. Expect to have success. Can you? He will be back as manager in 2024. As, as they stated it, that he'll be back in 2024 because there's going to be more deals that we made here in the winter by Chris Getz. They're going to re, they're going to redo this whole team again. That's that's and fine. What? Huh? That that's fine. But what has he shown to make anyone believe that he can be a successful manager? Like. Like even when he was hired, it was like, how do you hire someone from the royal system? Like, like granted, they had a couple, you know, trips to the World Series and about a decade ago, but they've sucked worse than the Sox for decades. Yeah. Like, how do you decide? Like, hey, yeah, this is a this is a quality hire. You know, we we'll let a Hall of Fame manager, you know, go away you know, stumble off into the wilderness and we'll bring in this kid from the Royals, you know, who, what is he going to teach the team how to do? Lose. Because that's all he knows is how to lose because it's all he's been around. So I was fine with Getz. You know, I understand Uncle Jerry is like, hey, you know what? I got about another five, ten years left in me. You know, I want to try to win one. I don't want to get try to spend time getting familiar with someone else. Let this kid stay in. I'll tell him what to do. You know, <laughs> I'll tell him who to trade for, who to who to hire. You know, and hopefully I'll get me one more before I go away. Because you know, if he wins, he's going to die the next day. You know that. Oh, like, the Sox win. Oh, you know, like I love Ryan's door. Like I love oh, Ryan's door. It's a Chicago win. He's giving me seven titles. So I, I love that. You don't have to be so morbid though, for God's but sake. But you, you know. You know he's going. To, he's going to have a smile on his face, but he's like, ah, oh, that's it. I, I don't think Jeremy knows how to smile. I don't think he has that smile since Jordan left town. I don't right. think he knows how to smile. I don't right. think that's the case. Yeah, I, 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 I have won the World Series. A little grin. So long. He's not, he, I don't think that that's what he's doing. There. I don't think. I don't think that Jerry knows how to smile, especially lately with this team. So you got that. You got the Bears losing, Cubs losing, Sox losing, the Sky out of the playoff picture. Oh, boy. that What a bad season that is. Ain't nothing like your head coach like, yeah, I'm out. You're leaving? Yeah, yeah the middle of the season? Like, whoa, you're the yeah. head coach and GM. Deuces, out. You yeah. lost talent last year. like So I'm surprised. At, I looked up one day. I'm like, oh, the Sky's in the playoffs? After this terrible season that they've had? Huh, okay. So they lost to a, a much better Vegas team. Illinois loses to um, 
Penn State, 30-13. to Illinois was loaded last year, and then this year, oh, no, I know Penn State's one of the class teams in the Big Ten, but, boy, that's a tough one to lose uh, at home. And then Northwestern, and we know what's going on with Northwestern. Um, <laughs> they got run over by Duke. Duke ran the football so well. They, they ran over. Uh, Northwestern, 38 to 14. So everybody lost. You get a loss, you get an L, you get an L. Everybody got an L uh, over the weekend, which is bad. Uh, lastly, let's talk about some, um, an intersection of college football and culture. Yes. As we talk about uh, Colorado. Okay, so Saturday night, uh, your cousin Peacock here and I, we went to uh, see uh, Ricky Smiley. Okay. From 106.3, uh, and he's got a syndicated uh, radio show. And I was like, I've never seen Ricky Smiley in person before. Let's go check him out. He was fantastic. It was it was at the Horseshoe Casino in Hammond. Okay. Uh, and fantastic show. I, I, I didn't know what to expect because I've never seen him live doing comedy. But good show, though. It was a very good show. He, his cast of characters were fun. And as I kept looking at my watch, it's like, all right, Smiley, we're going to tell your last joke. I need to get home. Yeah, know that because we we're not gambling because we're not suckers. Um, so we're not so no one hand no uh, you know no tables no one arm bandit cuzzo right to the uh, right to the crib because I need to see Colorado and Colorado State. That's a that's a sentence you never heard before. Like right, I want to see what is on the surface a bad game, but. I'm watching this. I'm trying to fight to stay up. That thing stayed on until about two in the morning or something like that. Here's what I, I want to talk to you about with Deion Sanders, with Coach Brian Deion Sanders. So you and I have been watching him since he was 21 years old, 18, 19 years old. Watching him just be flamboyant, cover of sports, illustrated, brash, black, bold, bodacious, all these things, right? And he backs it up. Oh yeah, but but as a player, this is who he was, right? You know, S curl, sunglasses, you know, the gold. It was just all part of the era, right? It was Florida State and Miami, very much like that. Miami the same way, just you know, bold in your face, cocky, knowing I'm, I'm gonna beat your ass. We're gonna win championships, all this kind of stuff. So that feeling has never left uh, Deion Sanders. As a player playing baseball, brought that swag for a little bit. We did play baseball. Same thing as a football player in the National Football League. We mentioned his college career, and now here he is. And no D1 program thought, ah, Deion Sanders, he has no coaching experience. No, sorry, we can't have you. Okay, well, HBCU took him and, yeah. and Jackson State. I need to be at a platform where I can prove that I can coach. He sets the HBCU on fire. Sets it on fire to so the point is where now – I could turn on the Grio or one of my of my local channels here and be able to watch HBCU football every single weekend. A doubleheader was on, like Shaw was on there, and like some of these other black colleges. And I'm like, thank you, Dion, because now there's more awareness for the, for the HBCUs. He goes to Colorado. And let me just tell you the conversation. I don't know if you're really into the conversation, but you know what the conversation is? Someone was in my DMs when I was talking about Deion Sanders. Cuzzo, you know what they said, Cuzzo? You know what, what they that? said? This Deion Sanders, he doesn't stand for college football. He doesn't understand college football because we don't need all that. Hmm. Hmm. Don't need all that. Hmm. How about that for a statement where someone thinks that college football is supposed to be 
just a, a mean looking coach on the sidelines, raking in all the money and that the players get nothing or someone that's not flamboyant. Here's the thing that people don't understand, Cuzzo, is that college football, like where this podcast or like anything else is entertainment. It's entertainment. If anyone understands this is Deion Sanders. He understands that all this is entertainment. That's why he said, while I'm in this program, we're going to have fun. I'm right. going to spend a million dollars in designer sunglasses just to stick it to Colorado State. That's what he yeah. did. He spent that. He's like, oh, the head coach of Colorado State, who's black, uh, told the people at his coat at his at his bar show, his coach's show. Yeah, when I, you know, when you're an adult, you're supposed to take your hat off, and your, head is, your glasses off. Yeah, Jay Norvell, right? And and you know what, coach did. Coach Prime said, okay, I'm buying the whole team sunglasses. I'm buying all the personnel sunglasses, and you can wear your hat in, inside. That's what he brings to the table. It's entertainment. It's college football, but it's entertainment first. And that's it's great. It's great because they're the number one story in college football. While college football is just okay so far early, he brings something special to the table. I think it's pretty cool. But his his brand is not only great for college football, it's great for Colorado. Like when you're when you're talking about a institution who's lost for a while, like they've sucked. Like he's bringing his brand to your school, which is energizing. You know, it's energizing everything around there. Like they raked in millions of dollars. Yeah. Just because of one game, you know, like that's the level of excitement that he brings. And then you have, if you're a kid, you know, the kids, they love that shit. You know, they love to have a a flamboyant guy. They love something that's quote unquote lit, you know, and you have, you have a program like that. So if I'm, if I'm a black kid, hell, if I'm a white kid or Hispanic kid, you know, I want to go somewhere win and have fun while winning. I want to play for coach prime. You know, I want to play for coach prime. Like I, I, you got the savings of the world who have had success for years being boring. Um, You got the urban Myers of, you know, who had success, you know, sticking their fingers up, you know, college girls asses, you know, and, but, but allegedly, Oh no, you saw it. You saw the video. Like you saw it. All right. He, he goes home to his wife and, you know, I don't know what happened, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. Something 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 moved me to <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Yes, you know, I saw that too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You, know, you break out in the uh the photos out there. You got, you know, my go home to my family, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like his brand is so strong that I think give him a couple seasons, you know, and the recruiting class is he'll be able to bring in will put Colorado on a map for a long period of time. You know, I just looked it up because according to Forbes, yeah, Coach Prime has brought in seventeen million dollars to the Boulder economy with each sold out game because um, it's all sold out. And the ticket prices, by the way, are I think I, I think it was two hundred dollars more than Texas or, or or Alabama. I think. Yeah. So it's a, it's a high ticket price, and he's brought seventeen million dollars into the economy with that sold out game, uh, the two sold out games that that's been out there. Uh, that's a lot, uh, and yeah. we're not even in October yet. Seventeen million, 
So you, you know he's going to go back pretty soon and say, hey, you know, this $6 million is uh, it's okay a year, but um, I'm going to need you to find maybe $6 million more for what I'm doing for the, the economy in, in this area, plus what I'm doing for this, for this program. I need about $6 million more a year. Uh-huh. He's already won. It, it, like, I understand that his objective is to get players to the NFL, get to a bowl game, yes. raise the profile, raise his profile so he can go – Whatever the next program is he's gonna go to, maybe the pros. Who knows? Jerry, Jerry Jones. Maybe, maybe just to go coach uh, his son, Sadur Sanders, who, by the way, is a Heisman Trophy candidate. That young man, uh, for a program that didn't have a, much of a running game, it's all on his shoulders. Yes, his son. My God, man! Like he is, he has been incredible. He is slinging that football. But I guess the point I want to drive home is, is that when D one programs are t- uh, shutting down Deion Sanders. You know, thinking now um, he doesn't know how to coach. He's just flashy. You know, he's too and all black. That. He's too yeah. black. Well, there's no question. I mean, that, that's a big part of it because because he doesn't look like college football. No, to, to a lot of people and a lot of donors and a lot of athletic directors. But look at the attention he's had. Here's how great his attention is. You had Big Noon on Fox and Game Day there at the same time for Colorado, Colorado State. Not even a good game, but just the point is that Dion's there. Jay Norvell had to stoke the yeah, I gotta get a part of this too. He gets into it as well. And it ends up being a terrific football game, too, by the way. It, it, was. it actually at the end, Cuzzo, it was an amazing game. I when I we got in, uh Colorado was down. I'm like, okay, well, let's take a look and see what happens. But here's what's happened, and you see this on social too. Everybody's a college football fan now, or just a a uh Deion Sanders coach prime fan. Yes, because I know on your timeline, on my timeline, I ask the question every week, what's the best thing you saw from college football? And everybody right down the line said, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Colorado. And then there was one guy that was like, Alabama's washed. They could barely get past Southern <laughs> South Florida. <laughs> Otherwise, the whole thing was Colorado. Everybody. It was uh, it was pretty pretty tremendous. So it's it's so it's a lot of fun. It is, and while I don't expect them to, you know, you know, win ten games or anything like that, uh, getting them getting into the bowl. Uh, what do you need? What three more wins? And they're sure sure of a bowl spot. Five, yeah. You like to get six. You have a better bowl game if you could. Yeah, them getting a bowl game. I think it's going to be great for the program and like what he's the energy he's he's brought there. Uh, like the sky's the limit for them. The sky's the limit for them. And I, I'm glad, you know, one, he's at the level of success he's had. And then two, you know, you have the people who follow him who may be too black, who too flamboyant, um, not boring enough. It will get an opportunity, you know, because he's, paving way for those guys like you got so many former players who's had to put on that polo shirt you know tuck it in you know be stiff <laughs> that's not football hi mr mrs recruit um yeah i would like to you know i want your son to graduate yeah you know i know right now he has a d in every class but yeah we really believe in him and we're going to make sure he graduates and and, and do this and uh yeah um you know don't worry about this thing right here i'm just gonna set it under your table right here oh, um, but <laughs> you, you think about it you t- you take your time and you 
thing about our program. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll we'll t- we'll take care of you. Yes. Um, or yeah, I'll have my my dealerships. You know, give your uh, give your son a a quality job during the summer. You know. Oh, yeah, oh, sure. The way college football used to be. Yeah. And now it's up front where. Right. There's another thing, too. It's up front now, Cuzzo, because now it's so Deion Sanders goes into Boulder, looks around. He goes, yeah, a lot of you guys are not going to be around this season. Going to transfer. Like the NFL. Yeah. But like, like, it's like, it's like the NFL, though. It's just like, yeah, y'all had one win last year. A lot of you guys. And a couple of these players is like, I'm a legacy. My dad played here. Yeah, you you could be up. See you later. I mean, it's like he brought his own dudes in. It's just kind of like, wow. Now, hell comes to breakfast on Saturday because they play Oregon uh, in Eugene. Yeah, uh, they're like a twenty-three point underdog. I love. Yeah. It. I know that you know Colorado games are outrating Alabama, and Alabama's you know they're flat to start off with this season. You know, my team. You know, they we only won. We only won the national championship uh, last year. We only won the national championship. I always have a hat nearby, by the way. Uh, so we won the national championship, uh, uh, and we barely got past South Car- South Carolina. But for Colorado, just for them to be able to be in a bowl, they're not going to win every game because it's tough against USC. Uh, it's going to be tough against Oregon. It's going to be tough against Oregon State. Uh, but the point is, though, is that now you have something to watch. And it's funny, like, it's not a lot of haters that I've seen so far. I just think people are just interested in the story of someone uh, for a certain age grew up with watching this dude. And then to see him on the sidelines at this, you know, below average program and then fluffing it up to 3-0, and possibly yeah. a bowl team. I, I, I saw people on game day and Big Noon, the fans, they were asking them, and they were like, I'm into Coach Prime. He's He's the best. Like they're talking like him now. They're dressing like yeah. him. It's like, but that's what's needed, though. You need that in college football because it's something different and new. I just hope the program um, doesn't have any issues. I hope that everything's fine. I don't want a Herm Edwards situation in Colorado. Yeah, Herm, you you dig into Herm. Herm could that program could be on the death penalty the way yeah. he handled things. It, it he did not handle things well. Could enough coach, but just like the logistics. Yeah, you, you don't want to you don't want him to go somewhere and get it and get the SMU treatment because brother, no one else is going to get an opportunity if you do something like that. Don't forget we have merchandise. Uh, if you're watching on um, YouTube, it, it's the Linktree Linktree uh, dot com. Because uh, uh, you got that uh, T-shirt right, you got that T-shirt handy. Absolutely, absolutely. There it is. That, so we have those available as well. Uh, there's going to be a special sale for September that we're going to have there. Just go to my link tree. It's in the bio of this podcast as well. Uh, we've got merchandise like these glasses and tumblers and hoodies. And by the way, it's hoodie season. So, guys, you know what that means? Don't let your girl steal your hoodie. Yes. <laughs> because yes. you know that you know that works. You know, you have your hoodie stowed away in a nice drawer, and all of a sudden, she's wearing it on a crisp, cool fall <laughs> evening. And you're like, hey, isn't that my hoodie? You won't get it back until the summer. So right. protect your hoodie at all costs. Protect it. Or just get buy two. Buy two. Oh, yes, please buy, buy two. two. You know, <laughs> isn't his and hers, so you don't have to worry about that. All right. Now this is the time of the program here, and we've run over here because it's uh it's uh over the top of the hour. What does Rocky think? Rocky, Rocky, your thoughts. Come on. What do you get? What do you, come on. Oh come on. no. Come on. What do you got? 
Rocky is uh, there. Rocky uh, is the third member of this uh, broadcast. Always with something to say. Rocky never he never looks in the camera though. Rocky, he's always all over. The place. <laughs> Jesus. Why can't you? Why can't you control your dogs? What is the sit, problem? Sit, 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 sit. Not sitting. Sit, not sitting. Sit, sit. Rocky, sit, 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 sit. No. All right, right here. Sit. No. No. Down. Rocky, sit. No. I have. I have an idea. No. Sit. Why don't you just get a horse? Sit. 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 Look at this. Sit. Sit. There you go. Stay. That's not bad. It only took you 10 minutes, but finally right. you got him to settle down. No, here's the truth. He usually can't get up here. So he knows that. So this is like something that he's like, oh, I'm on I'm on the couch. So yeah, he knows like that's uh <laughs> this territory he's not supposed to be in. So usually the sits and the stays work better on the floor because like, okay, this is I know I'm supposed to be right here. So yes. yes. Hopefully we didn't start any. Any bad trends? Okay, at least he didn't knock over the camera this time. Right. But, but if I stay on another, a few minutes, it will it will tip over. Yes, progress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cuzzo. Uh, I uh, we'll, we'll have to commiserate about the Kansas City game next week because uh, absolutely. This hey, is not any, good. This any given good. Sunday. Any given Sunday. Yes, fine for a movie, but in reality, not so good. <laughs> not so good. I mean, fine movie. I mean, a fine, fine movie, but any given Sunday, not this Sunday. Right. Bears. Okay. Listen to Cap and J-Hood weekday morning 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000. Also, we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. And don't forget uh, the Under the Hood podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button, either on YouTube for J-Hood Radio or wherever you get your podcast, so that way you can get the uh, Under the Hood show on YouTube. Uh, let me see. Before we sign off, is there any comments? I might, I might get them later. Oh, there's a there's a few here. <laughs> there's a few here. Um, my uh, UIC Flames. Um, go Flames! Oh, Flames! <laughs> yes. There's always a hat. <laughs> <laughs> my UIC Flames, um, a radio partner and TV partner, Kenny Williams, a Hall of Famer for UIC, says the NCAA will close the transfer portal and govern NIL because of Dion. Watch. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't surprise me because he's getting whatever he wants. So far, uh, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Um, I just I just love the story. That dude was on sixty minutes on Sunday. They they're telling his story. Like I know a lot of diehard college football fans don't like that. Um, Vernon Williams says that uh, Jerry Reinsdorf is the first person to wipe the smile off his own face. So he <laughs> he, he wiped the smile off his own face. Says uh, Vernon Williams. Uh, Grafal is the new Renteria, just a placeholder. He is a placeholder uh, for what's next. It, like He's not going to get fired because it was already declared that by Chris Getz that he would stay in place um, as a manager. And by the way, since you're going nowhere, he might as well be the manager. That's fine. Uh, what else? Curtis Jackson from Minnesota. What's up? Good for you to check in. Uh, Rich Meehan says that uh, I'm, I'm 47. My oldest son is 26. I can count on one hand the good years. We fans want something, anything. Loves the podcast. Yeah, Richie, like, yeah. He's talking about the, the Bears. Like, when you are few and far between the playoff appearances, that's what it is. It is what it is. Like, he's 47 and has not seen 
Uh, you saw the Bears go to the Super Bowl against Indianapolis. You saw some playoff pop-up wins here and there and appearances under Lovey Smith. But those there's a lot of people that have not seen the Bears in the Super Bowl winning it like I have. So there's that. Yeah. And uh, Don says, fire flus. That's a simple, <laughs> that's what he says, fire flus. That's what he says. And that's not happening, at least not now. But can I just tell you, you're not a three-win ball club. Um, I could see Brother Poles looking at something different because yeah. you can't – You first of all, it's not about Poles. You cannot look Kevin Warren in the eye and say, yeah, he's the guy. Right. Nope. Especially when you're probably – if you're a three-win team, you're probably bringing a new quarterback. So you will want someone who has – a history of being able to develop a quarterback, you know, to be on your staff. And right now that doesn't exist. All good, man. I'm a man who wears many hats. As you right. <laughs> for, for Rocky and cousin Wiley, this is Jay hood. Check out the podcast under the hood with John, the hood available now. And also on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And oh, by, by the way, like share, subscribe. I'm supposed to say that too. Like share, subscribe. And don't forget the merchandise, the Under the Hood, which has the Hood merchandise available now. We'll talk to you next time. For Cuzzo, I'm Jay Hood. Thanks for listening and watching. So long, everybody.